Hello, everyone. Welcome to the weekend edition of the Daily Devos. We're going to have some conversations with people within our community and connected to our community in the neighborhood. Today, we get to talk to Glenn of the St. Francis House, the Catholic Worker House, who uh, lives and has their presence uh, in and through our building. We love Glenn. I love Glenn. We partner with the St. Francis House in many ways, and Glenn is a man who has walked with Jesus for many, many years, giving, devoting his life to the way of Jesus, to following Jesus, to being with Jesus as Jesus is with the vulnerable and those considered least, last, lost, left out, and left behind. Love, Glenn. You're going to really enjoy this conversation as we talk about what he's learned over his 75 years and how he continues to follow Jesus, how he relates to stuff in light of poverty and all kinds of good stuff. So please listen and enjoy this conversation with Glenn. Blessings. Questions, and you just come with the first answer that comes to your mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just want to introduce people to you because not everyone knows who you are. Lucky. So <laughs> they're lucky. All right, Glenn, here's a real personal question. How old are you? I'm 75. 75. Awesome. Where were you born? In Ohio. Ohio. Which, which part? Uh, near Toledo, Ohio. Okay. Farm. Awesome. On a farm. Nice. Um, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Vanilla. Vanilla. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. I don't know why. Um, if you could have a conversation over dinner with one person living or alive, who would you choose God. to have that conversation with? <laughs> My best friend. Your best friend. Mm-hmm. Greg oh, in Kentucky. Man. Oh, man. Used to go for walks. Oh, man. Wow, that's a powerful answer. I was expecting, like, Dorothy Day. I mean, I know, yeah, Dorothy Day. Or uh, Martin Luther King or... (laughs) Greg, that's awesome. That's beautiful. Um, What's your favorite story of Jesus in the Gospels? Like, which story really resonates with you? Um, The healing stories? You know, any one of the healing stories? Yeah. Yeah. Ephetha, you know, be healed, mm. be open. Mm. To be opened. He tells a deaf man. Yeah. Deaf mute. Yeah. Oh, man. That's good. All right. Would you be willing to give us just like a brief summary of like your faith journey? Like a little, for lack of a better term, your testimony, kind of how you came to know Jesus and walk with him? Uh, I was raised... Um, Catholic, um, very faithful. My parents were, were, you know, just faithful members yeah. of farmers. So we didn't get involved in the parish. We were out living on the farm. Mm. Um, and went to college at Michigan State, and I got involved in the student center there. Okay. That was my home away from home. Okay. And I ended up coming to Texas uh, as a, well, I came to New Mexico originally to work with the Hickory Apache Indians up in Dulce okay. for one summer. After I lost my fingers. Okay. Because I had a summer free, you know. And uh, then I loved the Southwest, and so I came to Texas when I graduated because I was ineligible for a draft because of my loss of fingers. Okay. Um, 
So I utilized the time to, to come to Texas and volunteer. It's called an Extension Society volunteer, but it was a two-year stint of volunteering. Okay. Uh, community organizing, youth work, that kind of thing. Wow. Then I taught Catholic school. I taught in public school for a year, Catholic school for three years. Um, then just kept on going, getting staying involved. Yeah. Make sure this is on. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't want to lose this. Uh, yeah. I've been involved in, in, in parish work for a long, long time. Yeah. And, and, and social work type thing. Worked here in Albuquerque for healthcare for the homeless for 10 years. St. Martin's for two years. All that, uh, you know, involved with, with street people and, and refugees. Uh-huh. And immigrants. Yeah. Wow. Taught ESL for like 15 years. Wow. Yeah. So it's interesting as you describe your relationship with Jesus, it's very much connected to your work with people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But also a very strong prayer life, too. I mean, mm-hmm. Personal prayer. You know, yeah. Two sits a day. Yes. Two 30 minutes sits a day. And that's been for years and years now. Since mm-hmm. 85. Since 1985. When you say sits, because our people might not... Um, Understand what you mean by that. What do you mean by that? Prayer uh, life and sits. Prayer of the hearts, the centering prayer. Okay. Just repeating the name of Jesus yeah. at, at one necessary, you know. Uh-huh. But it's a quiet, absolute quiet. Yeah. No movement. Yeah. And you're a really, if I've, as, as I've gotten to know you over the years, you're a pretty movie guy. Like you, you're very active. Oh, yeah. And you're kind of a doer, right? Yeah. So is it hard? Um, how, tell me about how that discipline of sitting and silence um, allows you to, you know, as a person who's very active, how does it center you, calm you? It's my source. Yeah. It's my source. Yeah. If I don't have my afternoon to sit, I'm really disoriented. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, just, I'm out of balance. Yeah. So I need to sit to calm down and, and, uh, and move into the second phase of life, second wow. phase of the day. Yeah. So you mark your day in the beginning, and you get up at like 2, 2.30. Yes, sir. 2. 2 a.m. in the morning, folks. <laughs> and then, yeah. And so you begin with a, a meditation, a preparation for the day. And then at what time usually do you do your afternoon sit? It depends. Four or five. Okay. If I possibly can. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That's good. Well, thank you. Um, would you tell us a little bit about Dorothy Day and the Catholic Worker Movement? Because you're... Your St. Francis House is a Catholic. part of the Catholic Worker Movement. So, yeah. it's they're all independent of each other. Okay. There's no there's no cookie cutter thing. <clears throat> it responds to the needs of the local community. Uh-huh. And her needs was the 1930s in New York, Lower East Side, mm-hmm. uh, huge uh, unemployment, depression, and you know hunger, huge red lines, and uh, lots of social unrest. And so she responded with with Peter Moran, the other founder to um, do soup kitchen. And they also do um, reflection on their situation. Why are people hungry? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, calling for change to their Catholic worker paper, uh, which they you know, challenge teachings of the church and using the teachings to apply to society uh-huh. about the need for economic justice uh-huh. and racial equality. It's from the beginning, is racial equality. Okay. Um, so those are, you know, we responded, I first worked for Casa de Escomidades over here on Bell and Chama yep. uh, for like 15, 16 years, yep. teaching ESL and helping with food and stuff, mm-hmm. all volunteer. Mm-hmm. And then we founded this place two years ago this month. Yeah. So uh, to respond to the, to the homeless needs. Yeah. And to continue our work with refugees. 
Yeah, so you work on the border as well. You go there once a month or once a week. We were doing it once a week. Now it's once a month. Yeah, but now it's going to get back. It just as of next Friday, they'll be opening up the border again. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be back up to much more often. Awesome. We work in, in conjunction with Trinity House, another Catholic worker, right. and we'll be tag team every other month. Every okay. other week, we'll go. Okay, cool. I wanted to. Uh, you mentioned economic justice, and uh, this is something we've talked about before. But you have a pretty strong ethical understanding of stuff and money and meaning that you know, the material like like you don't hang on to something very long like you believe in simplicity and generosity and you really believe that's connected to the teachings of jesus okay. could you talk a little bit about i know you've mentioned to me if you have to store it you don't need it um can you talk a little bit about the ethics of having things and in light of a world that um has a lot of need I remember a story by Billy Graham. You, you never see a hearse, never see a U-Haul after a hearse, right? You know, it's that kind of a teaching that you can't take it with you, right? And two scriptures teach us that. <clears throat> but the rich man, Lazarus. Um, so it's, it, we were meant to to be make a difference while we're here, not to hoard, right? You know, the hoarding is is an American sin. Mm. You know, having so much storage, and mm. we don't need storage. Mm. If you don't need it, then get then give it away, right? Peter Moran talks, you have two coats, you don't need both of them, give one away. Right. You know, that kind of thing. It's a radical uh, freeing approach to, to, to life. You know, we're not bound by things. Mm. We don't have things, you know, there are things that don't have us, we have things. Right, right. So we don't, we're not tied to property. And so when we, do you find that when you, as you have learned to let go and give, that you've experience more freedom? Because I feel like it's scary, right, to let go of the initial... Well, I'm a bachelor, so it's easier for me. I have mm-hmm. a family. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be much more challenging to be a, a family person. Mm-hmm. Although I think I've seen in your church, people do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and Like you're, you're deciding to establish homes over here right. where the property values are not best. It's not going to do good for your future economically right. necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, Ethically, absolutely, but not, not economically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, thanks. That's good. All right, I want to ask you this. Um, you, you're you an older older guy. Yeah, uh, I like age. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And I love, um, so one thing I respect about you is you show me, and I, I've mentioned this to you, but, um, you know, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, I see you imitating Christ, and I, um, yeah, you really challenge me in really healthy ways what it looks like to imitate Jesus. Mm-hmm. And to do that for the long haul. So as an older man who's been, who's given his life to Jesus since a, a young, a young man, what have you learned? Like, how have you grown in wisdom? Um, I told Juliet, my daughter, the other day that she, she asked, um, her great grandma's 96. And she said, she must be very wise. And I said, well, she is. But just because someone's old doesn't mean they're wise, right? Wisdom comes from learning from life and and the failures. So what would you say as a 75-year-old follower of Jesus to your younger self following Jesus? Like what 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 would you like to communicate to younger Glenn? Um if that's if that makes sense. Good question. I don't know. <laughs> Um, 
like seize the day, you okay. know, to, to live the day, live in the present moment. Okay. And that's a, a learned from the Buddhist that, uh -huh. much more so uh, the living in the present moment and mindfulness and <clears throat> being centered. Okay. It's taken me a long time to, to learn mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So a younger, a younger Glenn would have been a little bit more anxious about oh, yeah. what to tomorrow. Do, more doing than being, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I know that's a hard question. I <laughs> feel that was a really good, good answer. All right. One, one last question for you. Um, well, two, two final questions. Okay. okay. One is you've been living life um, in and like alongside of our neighbors for quite a while. Um, so I was curious, what beauty do you see in our neighbors, um, uh, in our neighborhood? And then what pain do you see? So um, well, the richness of culture. Yeah, the very you know African, and Vietnamese, Mexican, the yeah. uh, different uh, northern United States, you know the, everybody, mm -hmm. the Hispanic, the native, just yeah. so many cultures here. Yeah, and that's uh, we have a lot to learn from each other. Yeah, and uh, um, negativity, of course, is the, the drugs and the violence. You know, yeah. that go along with it. Yeah. Um, the loss of human dignity. Yeah. The the great number of young people mm -hmm. whose lives are just gone down the tubes. Yeah. Great number of deaths that we've had. Yeah. You know, unnecessary. You know. Yeah. That's that's heartbreaking. It is to see young people, especially. Yeah. To just wasting their lives, you know, mm -hmm. trying to solve the suffering right. the wrong way. You know. Right. Yeah, they're living out of trauma, trying to do <clears throat> that, yeah. um, and then losing and causing more trauma. Mm -hmm. I want to encourage, um, you know, you've got this cross outside of uh, the Francis house mm -hmm. that has the names of people that have died. Mm -hmm. I think maybe a good practice for us that I want to do um, during Lent, you know, starts on Ash Wednesdays, to be at that cross and look at those names and just... The nearness of death, right? And that we live in death's shadow. Um, and Lent is kind of an opportunity to mm -hmm. remember we're ash. But that Jesus is reversing that. Yeah. yeah. One last question, and just as a selfish question, but if you could communicate one thing to our community, New Creation Albuquerque, um, what, would, what would you encourage us with or challenge us with? Or stay the course. Stay the course. Mm -hmm. You're on the right course, making those hard life decisions of, as a young family to buy over here, to invest, to build a church from the roots up. Uh -huh. Not commit and save us and leave yeah. like other churches do. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're 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 here mm -hmm. and continue that. You know, and to continue to be open. And it's you know, like we've done Posadas together. We've done Stations of the Cross. We've done. You can learn from each other. Yeah, and that's uh, that's good. Yes, so stay the course. Thank you. On the right course. Awesome. Thank you, Glenn. Appreciate. Okay. Appreciate you. Um, we all pause it. Oh, that's yours. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take my phone. There you have it, Glenn. Saint Francis House. What an amazing man. I've learned so much from Glenn, and I pray that you began to learn some things from him as well today. Stop by the Francis House. Um, say hi. This is the guy we. We pass out sandwiches for every every microchurch takes a, a week, and 
Uh, there's a wonderful opportunity to just be present at the Francis House. Sit down with some of the people that eat and uh, share a meal with somebody. It's a great way to get to know our neighbors who are experiencing homelessness. Um, so yeah, stop by the Catholic Worker House at the building. We'll talk to you soon. Love you. Jump into the Daily Devos with us. Talk to you later.